Hey everybody, welcome to another Tailboard Meetings with Jesus podcast. This is episode 43. We're going to be continuing our lessons on the commands of Christ. Uh, today we're going to be looking at baptize my disciples. So we're going to be talking about baptism today, of course, and the objective is for Christian firefighters and first responders to be equipped to understand the command to baptize believers. Our primary Bible reference is going to come out of Matthew 28:19, with additional texts out of Luke 3:16, Acts 15, and Romans chapter 4. Baptize my disciples. So as a way of introduction, I want to uh, give you a little bit of uh, a, um example. Uh, baptism by fire. Uh, the event was called Baptism by Fire by most of the firefighters in Washington, D.C. The mayor appointed a new fire a new fire chief for the fire department, and he hadn't even unpacked all of his boxes in his new office before the big one came in. There was a series of three major fires within a span of three days. The first started with a young child dying in a house fire. Several firefighters were injured trying to save the child and almost all the residents were injured as well. Then a huge three-alarm fire that burned down the beloved farmer's market. Um, and then as units were finishing up that fire, another three-alarm fire in a historic building in the upper northwest side of the town. The library housed many priceless artifacts from the district, and now it was engulfed in flames. All the firefighters looked to the new chief to see what kind of leader he was. <coughs> the news reported the news report was first used the term baptized by fire or baptism by fire in describing the new chief and it just stuck with all personnel. So what about our faith? What does the Bible have to say about baptism and what does that have to do with today's firefighters and first responders so the definition of baptism is an outward act symbolizing what god has done on the inside of you through jesus christ the term baptism generally means to dip or to immerse while there are examples of baptism in both the old and new testament the term now symbolizes a person who has been who has died, been buried, and risen with Christ. So the command we're going to look at Matthew twenty eight nineteen says, "Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit." The command is simple: make disciples and baptize them. Even though the command may be simple, there are still many firefighters and first responders who have not been obedient in fulfilling this task. So as we dig deeper, let's look a, a little bit more about baptism and, and what it really means. And so first we note that Jesus gave us an example to follow. Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan River at the beginning of his ministry and 
You can read about that in Matthew three thirteen through 17. And just as a side note, there's two interesting facts in this story. Jesus was submersed in water, as verse 16 says. Jesus came up immediately from the water. Also, God the Father was well pleased with Jesus after his baptism. The Greek word for baptism is baptizo, which means to dip or to immerse. The entire package passage to be looked at is Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20. In this passage, the disciples are encouraged to go into all the world and make disciples. Without hesitation, the disciples are encouraged to baptize those who become believers. So baptism is not part of salvation, and it is not something to be put off either. Jesus expect except Jesus expected his disciples to witness to people around the world and to ensure them that they are obedient to be baptized. So why is baptism so important to the Christian faith? Baptism is a public confession of your faith and it signifies to those watching your commitment to Jesus Christ. Jesus commanded his disciples to baptize these new disciples in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, signifying that this observance is a Christian baptism. When a person is immersed in water, it symbolizes Christ's death and burial. And when they come up out of the water, it symbolizes Christ's resurrection. The water can also represent the washing away of a person's sins. The Jews of the time would be familiar with baptism. This was not a new concept. The Jews would use water to ceremonially cleanse people. The ritual for cleansing lepers in Leviticus 14, bodily discharges in Leviticus 15, the priest after sacrificing in Leviticus 16 and Numbers 19, 1 through 22. Another side note here, it says that or we see that the Gentiles who wanted to convert to Judaism would have to do several things, one of which was baptism. There's no debate about the need for circumcision, but baptism is debated. Several rabbi schools of Jesus' day taught the importance of baptizing a Gentile as a way of spiritual cleansing and to show their desire to start a new life. So baptism is one of two ordinances of the church. The other is the Lord's Supper. Baptism is not required for salvation. The thief on the cross did not have time to get baptized, yet Jesus said, Today ye will be with me in paradise in Luke 23. For a more depth in study, read Acts 15 and Romans 4. A believer getting baptized should not be confused with spiritual baptism. John the Baptist predicted uh, spiritual baptism in Luke 3.16. 
John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Paul also talked about baptism in of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, 13. The Bible says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. Other verses that we see that talks about baptism is Romans 6, 4. The Bible says that therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by glory by the glory of the Father, even so we we also should walk in newness of life. Ephesians four five says that one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Romans six three and four says that, or do you not know? that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And then Colossians 2.12 says that buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So as we get ready to close, how are we going to apply this to our first responders, our firefighters? So firefighters and first responders need to be obedient to the biblical principle of baptism. If you have been saved and not baptized, why have you not been baptized? So I'm going to leave you with three discussion questions like we normally do. Think about these. Um, the first one is, why is one, what is one reason why firefighters and first responders do not get baptized? The second is, should a person be immersed? And third, does a, does a firefighter have to be baptized in a church? So think about those just a minute as you go through your week and and do some more study on baptism and uh, just do your own research. Um, our Bible memorization verse this week is Colossians 2.12. It says, Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So my prayer is that Firefighters and first responders would learn the truth about baptism and study it and um, do your own study for it. And, you know, if you have any questions, don't don't hesitate to reach out to, uh, to the ministry. Um, our contact information is on our website. It's on our Facebook page. Um, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us. There's a phone number you can call. You can text. You can email whatever it may be, and not just over on about this stuff, anything that we can help you with that um, you may be struggling with 
with anxiety or, or whatever may be going on. If we can help you in any way, please reach out to us. Um, we want to be that tool in your toolbox that goes right along with you and, um, and helps you through those times that it's pretty tough to get through sometimes. So I leave you with that. Um, again, if you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. We would love to help you. We'd love to talk to you. Hoping we're going to have some new stuff coming up here shortly. Um, we have some things in the works that I'm pretty excited about. And we'll be telling you about those shortly. Um, but until then, stay safe. Um, if you have any questions, reach out to us. Uh, and as always, have a good night. Have a good week. God bless. And um, well, until next time, take care. <laughs>